And welcome back to Richmond Tiger Talk. My name's Nick. And I'm Andy. It was a frustrating AFL draft, I must say, Andy. Well, I've actually been really looking forward to uh, talking to you about it. Um, you know, I, I think initially, obviously, uh, look, I, I should I should let you firstly say why it was frustrating. Mm. Well, partly because it took so long for us to become involved somehow through academy picks and free agent compensation picks, a team with 18 teams, a competition with 18 teams somehow had uh, 29 first round draft picks uh, this year. Um, so yeah, we uh, our pick uh, was scheduled to be pick 35. Um, I was quite excited. There was Still a, still a number of p- players I, I really liked uh, who were potentially available at the, the start of the second night. And uh, I sent you uh, a little list and the top three names. Um, Archer Reed, uh, Logan Thomas and Mitch Edwards were the first three players picked. And yeah, uh, Maddie Clark in a subsequent interview said that yeah, they were particularly keen on uh, Archer Reed and Mitch Edwards, and yeah, so I sort of, you know, I'm a little, uh, you know, I'm glad that uh, my predictions weren't too far for the mark, but it seems like everyone had the same idea, and yeah, none of those players were available. Yeah, and. Definitely, and you had texted me that list, so I was watching for it. And also, this was a banner year for Rux, and there was a banner mm. year for Rux around our pick. And Yeah, it, it was the best, uh, the highest drafted uh, groups of uh, Rux for uh, uh, at least since the, the zeros. It, it, yeah, it was a great crop. And Tassie is very dear to your heart, and... Mm. We weren't really in the hunt for them, but there were a lot of high Tassie prospects yeah, that we didn't three, get. Three first-round uh, Tassie kids, uh, the most, I think, since 1996. So, yeah, it was, a, it was a draft class that I was meant to love, and yet. Yeah, look, and I, I managed to talk myself into it, and I, I was going to sort of start by saying, look, well, I think we've done 13 of these shows now and <laughs> post-draft, and... No fan fan podcast is going to bag their team's draft, um, and you know nor should they. We don't have the information mm. the recruiters have, so I'm not going to pretend that saying I now feel okay about it all is some is, is some profound observation. But I have after the excellent Sam uh, is it Landsberger piece in yeah. the Herald Sun. Uh, I tweeted out the link if people are interested. Um, I that really gave some context. We can talk about that in a sec. I quite like our our first pick. But yeah, I took myself into Vigo um, in the rookie draft because that would sort of make me feel better because <laughs> yeah. he's a big lump of a lad. Um, and then we, we passed on the pick and then Essendon took him uh, two picks afterwards or one pick yeah. afterwards. Yeah. Um, and I was just, like it was just, at that point I was pretty flat. No ruck yeah. you know, sort of, I was annoyed at about that, that first round farce. So I banged off an angry tweet about it, but now Jared Whiteley's on the case. It seems a bit redundant for us to get angry about it. <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty mainstream now. It's not a niche sort of fan podcast oh, no. concern. Um, we were there when it was cool. 
Indeed, indeed. Um, but it's so self-evident, self-evidently silly that you know I, I don't think it needs needs our combined genius to point it out. Um, <laughs> but such as, such as it is. <laughs> but like, I'll I'll talk a bit about the emotional journey and the tactics behind the draft of the Landsberger article. But I think let's start at the beginning, Nick. That we've got two new presents to unwrap. Well, let's perhaps let's let's start with how we got there. So we're okay. we're sitting we're sitting there at pick thirty five, and as you say in that uh, very good article, it talks about the strategy, um, and particularly that we had a number of players rated uh, about the same quality, and so did something I know is near and dear to your heart from uh, NFL drafts of. Uh, trading down in the first instance, trading from thirty pick thirty five uh, to pick thirty eight, and getting Fremantle's uh, third round draft pick next year for for our trouble, and then from thirty eight to forty, uh, picking up West Coast's um, uh, third round draft pick next year for our trouble, um, which projects as what? Uh, both. Again, it'll depend on uh, free agent compensation picks. Um, and they've given North Melbourne an extra two end of first round draft picks next year. So roughly uh, on current betting, they're, they're tip, those picks are tipped to be in the early 40s. So trading three spots in the mid-30s to get a pick in the early 40s is good business. But particularly... Uh, Manny Clark said they were looking at accumulating picks that could be used uh, for a lot of the types of trades we saw uh, this year where teams with Academy or Father-Son guys traded down to, to sort of pick to pick up a lot of third and fourth round draft picks. And again, there's quite a few Father-Son uh, picks next year. The Adelaide, uh, Carlton... Gold Coast had more academy picks, and a number of those clubs don't actually have many uh, picks uh, for next year. So, um, yeah, we're we're very well placed. the The draft value in terms of points of what we picked up um, could easily be roughly work out uh, to be a pick in the in the late twenties or so um, in exchange for trading back five spots uh, in the mid-30s. So, yeah, it's a tidy bit of business. Yeah, and we've talked about this before, but uh, the, the sort of the long-term analytical studies are that no team, as much as we all fans want to believe it, no team drafts better than other teams, um, with a few exceptions over the long run. Draft picks are a sort of an intelligent lottery picket, and you're better off having more of them. Um, and as much as you love a kid, this year, um, it is a game of capital accumulation and buying those uh, more lottery tickets and not falling in love with your scouting. Yeah. And, and when um, Matty Clark was talking in the Sam Landsberg article about uh, that, you know, it was, it was very much we had a few kids rated around this level and we liked one kid, but you know, we thought this kid was just as good. That sounded that was music to my ear. That was. That was where we're not falling in love with one kid. We're not desperately chasing need. We're just going to systemically go through and maximize value. He didn't mm. use his language, but it was implied. So, I mean, you, uh, uh, 
you, you, I can, you, you just suggested a caution, but to me that, you know, he might not be quoting those studies, he might not have read them, but it, it just seemed, mm. I, that, that cheered me more than anything, that cheered me up about that, the, the Landsberger article cheered me up about the draft. And I do have a hypothetical for you, Nick, but yep. um, I, I'll just let you respond to that analysis first. Well, the, it, it is, uh, I agree with most of it. The only note of caution is when you look at AFL drafts, Sometimes they drop off really quickly, um, so you know, and and there's just had you know there's one player picked between um, thirty and forty who turns out to be any good. So the the tra- trading down, at least in the AFL, uh, has its limits. But clearly, clearly, this wasn't about having lots of guys picked in the forties. This was this was about. Um, uh, sharpening our draft draft hand right at right at the pointy end of the draft, and yeah, and and you know, in the in the background of all of this is um, we've managed to accumulate picks. You know, we're we've got Frio's second and third round draft pick next year, so that'll be fun to <laughs> to barrack for their misfortune. But um, we're also uh, there's whispers of us uh, looking around at. Uh, key forwards, including uh, Aaron Cadman uh, from the Giants, and um, and maybe others, and you know that's that's going to cost draft picks. Yeah, and like, well, totally accept that, and um, but like the whatever it is, we've got more capital for next year. Mm, yeah, um, you have more chips, you have more options. You, 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 the, the, yeah, you the, can. You, yeah, you can. change. You give yourself you give yourself the the flexibility to you know get the best out of a situation. Now, Nick, I was going to leave this at a bit later, but since since we're on the topic, Essendon mm. trades up a lot to get Caddy. Junior. They did, and I, I really like Nate Nate Caddy. He's um, but Essendon traded pick thirty one to go from pick eleven to pick ten, which is pretty. Whew, I mean, he he was clearly their guy, and he is talented. But yeah, it's sort of uh, it makes me nervous even talking about it. So yeah, yeah, I was going to say like how would if we were Essendon um, uh, bomber talk? Mm. Yeah, th- th- thank thank the Lord we're not. Um, we've yeah. been a pretty grim couldn't, last twelve years. Couldn't have done this many years without a single finals win. <laughs> Oh no! I would just love the podcast about the board spills and uh, you know, yeah. yeah, it would just be oh horrendous. Anyway, but it would have been I would have had a hard time talking myself in. Like you could have done it by talking about how great Caddy is, but mm. um, yeah. But I'm just so glad that's not us because that's mm. how. We're, and Caddy might turn out to be a star. And these yeah, if we're talking about long term averages here, and, and, it, and been, it'd be totally and it'd be totally worth it. But yeah, the I'd circling back to where we started. I liked. I like that we had a process and a plan, and we we stuck we stuck to that. And I, I like the philosophy behind the process. So mm. that's a that's enough of that. Mm. Um, actual actual football actual, fo- actual footballers walking in the door. Pick number forty, uh, Kane McAuliffe uh, from uh, North Adelaide. Um, yeah, really, North Adelaide's been really good to us. The you know, uh, Shane Edwards, uh, Jack Jack Graham, um, uh, for a very good start. But um, 
He's a, a tall midfielder, 187 centimetres, um, had a fantastic draft camp. Like fifth, fifth fastest in the country in the 20 metre sprint, um, tested really well in vertical leap, um, ran a, ran a pretty, uh, decent, um, 2K trial. So, um, and you, you showed me an interview where he talked about how he'd improved his endurance quite a lot over the, the course of the year, which was encouraging. Um, and when you look at the footage, um, look, he, his best footage is, uh, is pretty exciting because, uh, and he, he doesn't always play super explosively, but he's always taking the game on. Like there's, um, he, uh, averaged seven tackles a game in the SANFL, uh, reserves this year and then 8.5 tackles a game at the national National Championships uh, for for South Australia, playing as a playing as a midfielder. Um, yeah, and he's really physical midfielder. Um, so he's always taking the game on. Um, he's get he gets caught sometimes, uh, just just because he's sort of. Um, the best comparison I could think of was Hugh Greenwood. Um, like yeah, big, nice. big physical. He's not he's not what you'd say is slick. Um if you could combine him and uh Sonsi it would be the perfect footballer. <laughs> but um and he does have a nice long left foot kick, but um yeah the the disposal's some sometimes a bit rough uh around the edges and oh boy does he give away a few free kicks. Part of that's cuz he's cracking in really hard. Um yeah, and part of it's part of it's a certain lack of uh, finesse as well. But you know, he's got he's got real strengths. Like we don't what are, what have taken away from this year's draft draft crop as frankly we've seen it before. Like there's just a for us playing on the MCG. There's a threshold level of athleticism that we want from our guys. Um, and he's got that level of athleticism. Now, there's there's going to be some stuff that uh, requires coaching, but he seems seems like a good kid. Um, positive attitude, um, you know. Uh, maybe he's a he's a complimentary midfielder, but the that pace, that pace and aggression, frankly. Seems like a potentially nice compliment to the the guys we already have. Yeah. Um, so a couple of things that that podcast you referred to is uh, uh, this is the joy of the draft that I was uh, listening mm. to a South Australian junior South Australian football podcast that, that dedicated the juniors. It's a lovely interview. We tweeted out the link to it. Um, uh, it comes across as a really good kid. Um, he was very gracious towards his from Port Augusta. Um, 300 k's from South Australia and uh, from Adelaide, and uh, he used to play a lot of junior footy in South Australia. And he said he's very gracious in in acknowledging that his parents gave up his so their social life to you know drive him to all these games, which you know, I thought was good self awareness mm. for a 17 year old kid at the time. Um, what I like, I like, I couldn't the athleticism of the 2.93 in the. Mm. Yep. Um, which you know was top five in, in this year's draft draft year, and so like you can't touch speed. He 
He's got. No. He was that quick at in the high eighties weight. Now, Matty Clark's already said he's going to have to lose some weight um, and put it on in other places. Um, yeah. Common for the Yeah, that was head. pretty funny. Yeah. Um, and, but, but, like, it's a fundamental trait. We said that he was a top 20 rated pick. Uh, so we couldn't believe he was available, but Matty mm. Clark, it's sort of self-deprecating about that, that lots of clubs can say stuff like that. But you yeah. can see, see why, like, he's, he's athletic traits are, are excellent for a midfielder. Um mm. Uh, maybe his endurance isn't elite, but as I said, it's good. No, it's, it's good. good. And yeah. you can't you can't teach burst speed. And you know why was he available in the forties? As you've said, he hasn't quite played to that level. But of the two picks, you know, and also accounting for value, one was picked later. He's my favourite one. Um, well, he's he's explosive, he, and he can kick a long goal, and he can look very neat with his cooking and. He can be inconsistent with his kicking. So you're sort of you're looking at him and thinking, well, we can help him do the things he does well and fix the things that he currently is inconsistent with. Yeah, and put him in what was always the strength and pass of the team of maxim coaching to maximise his strengths, which he has real strengths. Um, and hopefully that will continue because that, that's hmm. part of our premiership winning. Uh, so... I, I I really like the kid. He's exciting. Um, body language doctor is, you know, even you can't tell from the highlights, but he does, um, like, there's a lot of short kicking in the highlights. Um, and one thing I noticed is if a guy gets around the cor- can get around the corner is he does look at the hand pass. I, I thought the body language doctor thought he doesn't quite trust his kicking. Um, uh, he's, not, not, for an inside midfielder, his, his right foot is for balance. <laughs> yeah. is, is my impression. Well, so. I approve of that, as you know. But um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, look, uh, I, I I really like the, the mm. you know as much as you can like any pick in the forties. Um, I'm excited by it. Obviously, very disappointed we didn't take a ruck. But um, my second favourite player is hard at it inside midfielders with, mm. with with a bit of burst to get around the corner. So um, you know, you'll, you'll take it. Yeah, exactly. Um, mm. So yeah, uh, uh, interesting pick, um, and he's already got a full size body, so very good chance to play senior footy next year. Mm. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, so pick pick forty three, um, Liam Fawcett from Central District in uh, South Australia, and looked at, again. Matty Clark said, you know, they'd looked at a couple of other tools, but they felt um, Liam. Was going to fall to us, which he, which he did, um, and we we clearly liked him. And you know, he again, when you're picking guys in the forties, they they have distinct strengths and weaknesses. Um, he's 197 centimeters, 89 kilos. Tested pretty well at the draft camp. 3.08, 20 meters. Um, uh, 638 for, for two kilometers both both are good um, particularly at that height they're not they're not exceptional but they're good um, and when you see the footage he is a he's a tall uh, rangy athlete who won a lot of football um, at uh, in SANFL juniors now that that statement has has a certain amount of but attached to it. Um, uh, Kane, Kane McAuliffe 
was a genuinely good player playing as NFL reserves this year and for whatever reason Liam Fawcett um didn't play any SNFL reserves this year and he he was a bit He actually po- played one game, didn't he? Last year. Last year, yeah. I must admit when I looked at his junior stats I could could got kind of see it. But anyway, go on, continue. Well the he he was genuinely good this year. You know, fifteen disposals, six marks, thirty two goals. Like that's it's it's very good. Um at not a very good standard of football, and he was ho hum at the national champs. So there's a bit of a question on standard of footy. Like you know, we've seen guys um, have very good stats out of the SANFL under 18s uh, before. Um, his kicking it doesn't look all that good on the stats, and it, I don't like it. His kicking motion uh, for goal. Um, his set shot kicking for goal, I'm really not a fan of. Um, it's actually pretty fluid um, uh, off the deck and uh, snapping around the corner and in that sort of situation. But, yeah, don't like the ball drop. It's, yeah. It, no, it, it, it struck me as like one of the, and there were, there's lots of hearts of him kicking 55 metres, which I th- I'm sure is why, well, I'm guessing is why one media outlet said that he mm. was one of the better kicks for goals in the class because... You know, as you said, there's no statistical evidence of that. Um, no, he's he's. Uh, God bless the SANFL, but uh, they have stats down to under 16s, and so across 40 games in the last three years, he's averaging 57% on his shots for goal, which is yeah, it's not great. Yeah, he struck me as a, a like one of those kicks who. Their motion improves when they're from a really long distance because mm. they relax and just thump it, and that they can kick it well. But because it's a high ball drop and uh, it gets a bit inconsistent closer in, and like you can see on the highlights too, he, the, the ball takes a different trajectory for similar mm. shots. Um, but anyway, we're not kicking experts. We wouldn't claim to be, but um, we have consulted the Rich, uh, Richmond Tiger Talk um, <laughs> uh, kicking consultant who. Uh, um, well, um, we won't repeat his comments, but they—they're they, certainly, you know, they're perhaps um, even stronger than what we said. Yeah, um, it's a, it's something he needs to work on. Yeah, yeah, and look, it's a key position picking you in the forties. Yeah, like, and a key position forward. Um, I'm not sure if you noticed this, but one thing to his credit, he was playing on an absolutely dog awful um, junior team. Uh, oh, I didn't so, notice that. Hmm. Yeah, but he only won three games, uh, three out of eighteen games all year. Um, so you know that would, he, he, it's not like he was getting elite supply either. No, and um, the like if he, I'd I'd rather someone like this who's got the athletic ability um, to be a senior AFL player. Uh, who's got something to work on than a well-rounded footballer who's who's a bit short and slow. I was about to say who's one ninety three, one ninety four. Yeah. Um. If you if you squint very hard and improve the kicking motion, he's got a chance to be Jeremy Finlayson, and that's not a bad player. 20, 2019 grand final notwithstanding. But, um, isn't oh yeah, long successful career, earned a ton of money. Is he 
Is he Finlayson slightly taller? Is nope. Some height? They okay. are they are the same height. One ninety eight. Um, and they are they're quite similar size when they were drafted, and uh, Finlayson played one game in his first three years after being drafted, and then was and then actually was a pretty good player after that. But yeah, it took it took a while. Yeah, so I guess. Maybe I can make feel myself a bit better about not drafting a ruck that we at least drafted mm. a kid who could potentially we be l- a ruck forward. Oh. We at least drafted a, a key forward. Um, when, uh, uh, when was the last time we drafted uh, a key forward even as high as the 40s? Um, well, the last key forward we drafted was obviously McKenzie. Um yeah, everyone knows that. Back in back in twenty fourteen, yeah. Um, oh, was it well? Was it as high as the forties? Well, wouldn't it be Ben Griffith? Uh, no, no, there was one after that. Hmm. Oh, Todd Elson. Nope, one after that. Hmm. I can't remember who was it. I can't believe you didn't get it. Oh, Liam McBean. McBean. Sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. <sighs> yes, also from South Australia. Um, no, no, he, he was Victorian. Oh, that's right, but same same first name. Yeah. Oh, sorry, because he plays in South yeah. Australia now, I forgot. Yeah. Plays in South yeah, Australia, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's an NFL legend, Liam McBean. Yeah, had a very long and successful career now, and, you know, what, mm. what could have been if the... Um, could have, should have, would yeah. have. Mm. Um, uh, all right, well... Uh, now, is there anything else about the the drop? So excited to have him on board. He'll be a big lump. Mm. Uh, would not bet on him uh, playing senior footy this year. I think the Finlayson nope. was a nice stat to highlight. He's uh, uh, he he'll he'll go and could 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 take he'll a while. go into yep. the incubator. Um, but yeah, great to have a true forward mm. prospect back at the team. Yeah, no, happy happy to have him. Um, so yeah, I I really liked. Uh, um, the as you mentioned, there was there was a lot of ruckmen um uh, this year, and you know I did I thought oh you know the be nice to um uh, pick up pick up a, a ruckman, but we decided to um. Uh, uh, keep a list spot open for the for the summer train on period. And look, I like the summer um, train on period, but as you mentioned, there was a two hundred and four centimeter ruck, young ruck uh, Vigo uh, uh, Vestini, who which is a pretty A grade name, and um, wasn't wasn't a bad junior footballer. So yeah, they'll. If he turns out to be good, that'll that'll cause a pain. Uh, a friend of Richmond Tiger Talks, uh, son actually played against him in a junior football game and took a hanger on him at one ninety two. So that did make me feel a bit mm. better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the um, that's it uh, for the draft. Um, you know, little little bit of a, a non-event and not all, all that exciting to. Um, Finish outside of the finals and still only bring um, what looks like a, a, a maximum of three guys in. But yeah, look, it's we're we're well positioned for next 
next year, which is some comfort. Well, we've talked ourselves into some mildly positive takes. I can, I can, I can yeah. offer that. Yeah. Um, so, what, uh, uh, preseason for the for the men has started. So we've seen um, pictures of, of sweaty footballers running around the, the track. Is there anything caught your eye? Well, I mean, obviously the story is Mate Kalina is both alive and can run a lap. Mm, on the list. And, um, <laughs> uh, without the aid of a walking frame and was mm. in the top five and uh, was it the 2K trial? trial? Yeah. So, so that, I must admit that wasn't on my... I, I would have paid... I would have... Wasn't on the bingo uh, checklist. Uh, I, w- I would have given pretty long odds if I was handicapping that 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 um, uh, that race. Hugo would have would have paid as the favourite though. Who who won? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, any any sort of uh, early um, structural warnings in 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 the house? Look, uh, I'm very pleased to see both uh, Josh Gibkiss and Caleb Smith um, doing some running. If not if not at full training yet given given they both missed the whole year um for in twenty thirteen so that's that's encouraging. Um um heard some people heard some positive buzz about um Tom Brown today which is good. Um Tyler Sonzi's come back in uh, pretty good nick so yeah. That's a start. Yes. Uh, early days, but apparently Uze is going to take a, a more um, uh, footies out earlier, harder training earlier mm. um, approach. Um, good, good way to endear yourself to the um, to the players. I would have thought. <laughs> anyway, but the, sort of the, the culture of the team is changing. The old, it's getting a younger team. You're not managing a, a bunch of premiership stars for one last one last uh, go at it so you can kind of understand why a new coach would take a different uh, approach and that'll be really interesting to see how it develops. Oh, mm. and Dusty was at training running the track. Yeah, that, that was uh, unex- unexpected, but uh, welcome. Um, any Anything else for the men? Uh, no, just on Dusty. Um, you know, we are in the era of players... It, so many of the all-time greats measured by how how many years they've been good. The era goes mm. longer and longer. But you, you know, you look around; they're the hard workers, the Le, Le, LeBrons, the Federers, the Messies. Um, and I was just I was cheered that you know Dusty for all these slightly peculiar, um, well, slightly inscrutable ways. Um, <laughs> uh, he, he seems to that I just took that as a good sign that you know we we might get some some good late career footy he'll continue to produce hmm. because he produced at a very high level for for yeah, a bloke it was good this, uh, year. this year so yeah. um anyway give me hope but um like I'm, I'm also it's been a little while since we potted but I, i've been keen to take it talk about the aflw game so uh the last game of the season oh which was... well actually i, I want to let should we talk about the game or should we just talk about the last quarter well they, they kind of the, the third quarter was pretty fun too but the third quarter was pretty fun too. We, we but... were missing, yeah. We we'd missed a lot of shots, and we like I was I was thinking of you as you know as I was watching as oh god yeah that was, that was pretty because it was always the fear that Colin would get a run on and and win. But geez, we're playing some good footy, and 
you know, Poppy was really getting on top of the ruck and, um, you know, Conti was just amazing. And then we had a stink. Um, it was great fun. <laughs> yeah, and a, and, a, and a really legitimate one in front of the old Collingwood members uh, stand, which is pretty fun in itself. Yeah, and like, it's sort of end of season game. Neither team is making the, like, fight. Mm. I think Collingwood had. Well, no, Collingwood, Collingwood were playing for a spot in the That's finals. true. If they'd... That that won by about three goals. They would have made finals. Oh yeah, great! And but like even better. But like we we had nothing to play for but pride. But to see see mm. that level of um, passion and, and aggression was great. It was great. Mm. It was such a fun game. Well, and and flying flying the flag. Totes. Happy. Um, and, the, and, and flying uh, the flag for one of my favourite players on the team. Uh, you yeah. See yeah. Yeah. Look, she she had a really good. Uh, season and showed quite good technique during the fight. <laughs> it was it was great. It was a great way to end, and it, it sort of mm. it sort of you know they're on short concert, uh contracts in the AFLW. Like you, as a fan, you can legitimately worry about who like the vibe of the team. I think is important, and the body language doctor came away with the feeling like I noticed even before the stink that like the the players were really celebrating hard their teammates' goals. Um, and mm. I, I just took that as a as a team that's had a pretty crappy season in the end, bit disappointing, not not what they would have expected, um, and that they were that they were still into their footy and into each other. So yeah, really positive end. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, um, injury injury hit season, a uh, bit bit disappointing. Um, finished five and five and and tenth, which sort of. You know, un- uncomfortable echoes of uh, mediocre Richmond men's men's team of the uh, 1990s. Um, but yeah, that it. I, I really felt like that 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 last game, as you said, it, it meant something, and particularly given we'd had a really disappointing game versus Geelong the week before. Now, turns out Geelong was. Maybe better than we were giving them uh, credit for, given their their finals uh, performance. But yeah, I I I, re- I I had exactly the same reaction. It, it felt like um, finishing the season on on the high. Um, our last quarter was our the last quarter was would have qualified as our third highest scoring game of the year. <laughs> um, oh well. Which is a bit of a. It, it was a little bit of a slog for us at times, but yeah, we've also. Katie Brennan was was pretty great. Um, Mon Mon Conti, um, topped off what was uh, a very good season. Um, if not quite, she didn't quite. You know, there were periods where she looked threatening to to really break out as the best comp- player in the competition but yeah I think she'll she'll have to settle for uh, just being an all-Australian again look as I've often said on this podcast the order of events is very important um, to, to how you yeah, feel about them and the fact that the Geelong and Collingwood games happened in the order that they did just it just changes the whole vibe of it. Um, still would have been fun, but yeah. Um, and they yeah. go away saying what what could have been. We'll hit it hard the preseason. Come back next year. So so 
it, mm. really lovely. To- hopefully, hopefully with Ellie McKenzie not in a moon boot. Yeah, that that's big. That big ass moon boot is is pretty depressing. Um, but let's yeah. focus on the positives, which was a good end to the season. Um, yeah, it was a it was a really look, and we got we got stuff out of the the season. I thought Caitlin Greiser was was a pretty decent uh, replacement for Wakefield. Um, we mentioned uh, you see uh, um, Katie Katie Dempsey and went from nearly doubled her her possession rate for the for the year. Um, at least she at least proved she wasn't a, a flash in the pan. Um, but yeah, look, we talked about it. They were they were playing um, uh, women who'd signed with the club like a couple of weeks beforehand and giving them a senior game. It almost felt like they were having to do introductions pre-game. It's not great. Indeed. But, as I said, um, I- I'm trying to end it on a positive note, so... Hey, look, uh, um, uh, that was a great... It was a great occasion. Um, beating Collingwood at Victoria Park, keeping them out of the finals. Um, you know... For for older older fans like that, um, comforting flashbacks to I think it was nineteen ninety seven where we knocked Carlton out of the finals at Princess Park in uh, in around twenty two, um, yeah, and and the club clearly uh, believes in what we're building because Ryan Ryan Ferguson's got a got a two year extension out of it as well. Yeah, I, I, I was you can't know from externally, but. Yeah, it seems like he was definitely he was a the players were consulted on the the leadership mm. on the choice of him, and he he seems to have been a good choice. Now, Nick, I'm yeah. I wanted to I, I, we might save this for a later podcast, but I'm uh, reading the Jack Rimwalt book at the moment. Uh, oh yeah, I'm I'm keen for well actually I'm keen for uh, I've got got a couple of weeks in in Tassie lined up over. Over Christmas, and I'm I'm hoping for some Richmond-related books to help pass the so time. So maybe we'll do the both the um, the Trent Cochin and the uh, the Jack Ringwald. We'll do a we'll do a Richmond Tiger Talk book club. Um, uh, oh yeah, that'll be podcast. fun. I, I will say that um, through uh, it, it's a long story which I won't get into. A little bit biased because Comrade Marshall had a hand in the uh, the Jack Ringwald book. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Like, uh, I, I can't recommend the Trent Cotchin book because I haven't read it yet, but um, I'm... The, the clip, the um, clips from it that uh, have have got some attention, they seem surprisingly interesting. Yeah, no, uh, that's what I've heard too. So I, I will read it, um, thanks to those clips. And uh, yeah, the Jack book, he's, um, he's, like, it's... You know, someone might have seen the Saturday paper wrote a review saying that it, it's it's mm. desperately un um, like it's too cautious. But actually, if you read it, it, he's saying some stuff, and he's not. I haven't got to the bit where Dimmer leaves yet, but he's not. He, he swipes like his side of the 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 um, where he said we were trying to look like Hawthorne. And I, for people who don't remember on this podcast, I've often. I sort of felt like Dimmer did throw him under the bus a bit, and he uses that exact phrase in the book, and he talks about the. Oh really? Yeah, he he, hmm. he um in the, when he talks about the Carlton game, he he makes I won't talk anymore, I won't give any more spoilers. But when he talks about the Carlton final, he says, 
we didn't have a plan. The players weren't quite sure what to do. And if the coaches had a plan, it was never communicated to us, never got through to us on, on the field. Um, huh. Wow. So, like, it's, it, 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 I'm almost like, I don't have it in front of me, but that's pretty much what he said. And, like, that's, that's actually pretty strong. Um, and, yeah. And honest, like he's not, he's not criticizing anyone. He takes blame. He says, you know, where's the players were, but yeah, there is the sort of, yeah. So as I said, like it, it don't take a, if you read that review, I, I, I'd ignore that. It, it's not a, it's not complete propaganda. Um, it, mm. it is, it, you, you always have to catch things. You have to be careful. Footy is a small industry. Then then unless you're Jason Ackermanus and a complete, complete misanthrope, you're not, you're never going to pot your ex teammates or things like that. But yeah. Um, mm. tells a funny story about his little role in keeping Dusty at the club too, which I won't spoil. All right, Nick. Um, there was only one other thing which I forgot to mention when we were talking about the blokes. Um, is we signed Naismith, of course. Um, oh yeah, Sam Sam Naismith. So, um, I actually I looked at VFL Ruckman um, uh, after we traded Soldo, um, and yeah, I I didn't even. Uh, think of him because he's had three knee reconstructions, possibly four, and has been out of the system for a while. But yeah, he had a good year with with Port Melbourne and he's clearly they've clearly got him as a fill as a third string fill in, which I'm kind of I'd be more okay with if he was sort of third string mentor to a to a young ruck than if he was just a break glass in case of emergency. Yeah, I, I kind of, I, I agree. Um, look, he's a tall tack rap, tack rap, and I'll prob- I'll talk myself into him once I watch him play a bit. Um, but I was kind of like, uh, you know, like, we kind of got a few guys we can throw in and break glass kind of emergency situations. They're not great. Like, I mean, you know, Nick, I've, I'm, I'm, I call Ben Miller the 5 out of 10 guy. Um, yeah. But, um, I looked at his 2007... Like, the irony of Naismith was that, for people who remember their history, he was one of the guys that forced Nank out of the Swans. Because yeah, yeah the, Swan, the Swans preferred him. And I looked at his 2017 season where he, he got... It's the only season of his career where he, he managed to get an injury-free mm. run. And he doesn't get... He doesn't get the footy, and mm. his tap work is okay, but it's not great. Like he's hit out to advantage rate wasn't great that year. Um, mm. So I, I, I'm, I look and big breaks develop slowly. He's had the world's most horrible luck, and like it's a pretty cool story that he got back on the AFL list. Like I love stories like that where you know he's really done it hard to get back on the list, um, and maybe he's improved his tap work because he's got older. And, like. We, as you said, we had a few options, so there's some thought. So I'm not writing them off, but yeah, the 2017 stats weren't. They, I'm I, I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I, expectations are appropriately be, managed. Yeah, it'd be better if you didn't have to play. <laughs> yeah, and look, the uh, great white hope for next season is now um, obviously uh, Sapson taking. You know putting on a few kilos of muscle, which apparently he might have. Um, and, uh, yeah, that he, he sort of really steps up and show can put together a few more of uh, – consistently put together some of the amazing flashes he showed last year because he is a great tap ruckman. I'm Nick. I'm Andy. We're Richmond Tiger Top. <laughs>